0: Today is Monday, October 24th, 2022. This is Shannon, and today I am here with Sarah, Kristen, Georgina, Christine, and Brooke, and we are talking about November releases. November was kind of a weird month as I was making the list of new releases. Um, I think The only month that's usually harder than November is December, so we'll be kind of combing uh, far and wide for December releases, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So we are here to talk about some books we are looking forward to being released in the month of November. I will start us off with the usual housekeeping information, then Brooke will give us her first book, followed by Kristen Georgina, Christine, me, and lastly, Sarah. You can find us on Facebook by searching for the Book Bistro Podcast. Once there, you can post to our timeline. You can also message us privately if you want a more social interaction you can join our facebook listener group which is pretty quiet at the moment though we are looking at some ways of possibly revamping it if facebook is not your thing and you still would like to hang out with us check us out on our whatsapp group you can subscribe to that either by messaging us through facebook or by sending us an email and one of us will be happy to add you if you're looking to get a hold of us via email, you can do that by contacting the Book Bistro Podcast at gmail.com.
1: So my first book tonight is Tainted Blood Everly Abbott Book Three by Kn Bannett, and it comes Yay. out on November 18th. So the hard part with this book is that it's the third book in a series. So what I'm going to do is give you a big, like a quick synopsis of book one. So Everly Abbott and her family, um, they're human and they've always worked for the vampires. They have a specific vampire family that they work for and their head vampire, his name is Jacob, and he's always treated the humans like their family. Like, they're always part of the nest. Um, They're never treated badly. If any of the vampires do treat them badly, then they're punished for it. So Everly and her family have always felt safe. And all the other humans in the nest have also felt safe. But then Jacob is murdered. And a new vampire comes and takes over the head of the nest. And he is not a good person at all. The humans begin feeling unsafe. They begin getting attacked. And everybody knows that this can't continue. And that my friend is where I have to leave you in book one. But in book three, um, we get to meet, um, she's now working for like kind of like the hunter of the vampires and his name is Alexius. And they're being called to this big meeting of vampires. And at this meeting, things are going to be discussed. And like the head of the vampires, his name is Elijah. Um, he is really worried. And knowing this, Everly feels like things could go really wrong. So this is Tainted Blood, Everly Abbott, book three by K.N. Bannett and it comes out on November 18th. I love her so much.
2: I know, like, I love all of the books so far I've read. My first book for tonight is Ravaged, Burned Incorporated, Book Two, by Naima Simone, and it comes out on November 15th. This series is about three siblings that have come together and opened a company called Burned Incorporated. This company is a breakup service, and so essentially people who don't want to break up with their partner on their own come to Burned Incorporated and pay someone to do it. Um, Quite interesting and very entertaining for sure, um, but it does definitely make for um, a great book. So this book is about Miriam and Jordan. Miriam is one of the siblings, and we do get to see her and Jordan in the first book, um, or we meet them in the first book. Um, But Miriam is a graphic novelist, and Jordan is an NBA basketball player. And, you know, Miriam's job being someone you know part of a breakup service Um, you know that doesn't mean her her own dating life should be put on hold right but she has a rule no athletes even if she did spend one amazing night with her best friend Jordan um, her rule is no athletes and rules are rules and Jordan knows this about Miriam. He knows that her rule is no athletes, and so he decides he is going to put her with a teammate of his that can help her find the love of her life. But Jordan also knows that he wants to be a part of that game, and sometimes rules are meant to be broken. So I can't wait to see where this goes and to see if Miriam decides that her own rules are worth breaking as well. And so let's all get ready to read Ravaged, Burned Incorporated, Book Two by Naima Simone on November 15th. And if you have not yet read the first book, you must, must, must go pick it up. It is called Heated and it is Burned Incorporated, Book One.
3: My first book that I'm going to talk about this evening is Inclusive Cabin Sleep Six by Lisa Unger. This comes out November 8th, 2022. This looks interesting. I am thinking of putting this one on my to-read pile here. This is um, about one, two, two couples, three couples that rent a cabin, an expensive cabin in the woods. It has a hot tub, beautiful views, a private chef. The thing is that things seem a little too perfect and they start to argue and not trust each other the woman who's husband um her brother is able to get this cabin and she starts to wonder if she can trust her brother does she really know her brother does she really know her best friend because they're all hiding secrets from the private chef to everyone And things seem to go horribly wrong. And sadly, there wasn't much to this synopsis. It's true. But it looks very, very good. And I cannot wait to try this. This is Inclusion Cabin Sleep 6 by Lisa Unger. Comes out November 8th 2022 it's like a mouthful of a title it is and i was like what do you mean sleep six can they just take out the sleep (laughs)
0: so i think like six people can fit in it is what that means i i don't know yeah
4: that's what i was thinking sleep six like it's
0: that's what i would assume
4: my first book of the night is angels of resistance by Noelle Salazar, who wrote The Flight Girls, which I really liked a lot. This is a World War II book as well. And we follow two sisters. This is uh based on true events. So, you know, it's one of those cool historical fiction books that I like so much. Yes. Um and it takes place in the Netherlands, which which is something that I have not seen a lot in in World War II. Uh, we, we see a lot of England, of course, and and uh, Germany, and Japan. you know, but not yeah, Japan, but not a lot about the Netherlands. So no. it is 1940, and the bombs are falling uh, in the Netherlands, and. Leanne is pretty sure that war is like that. This is not going to go away anytime soon, and that it's going to get ugly. She has been living a quiet life with her mother and her older sister, Elif. And they've recently had a really big traumatic loss. So they're kind of real reeling from that. And now there's, there's this and, Elif decides to join the Dutch resistance and Leanne thinks that this is just, this is awesome, this is wonderful, gives her a chance to do something and make a difference and these two were taught how to shoot from like when they were little by their father. And so they are deadly wolves in sheep's clothing, it says. So they Ooh. are a dangerous sisterhood, man. And they join the resistance and the Nazis better watch out. Um, so they get very entrenched in the resistance. Lien meets a boy named Charlie, who's really a kindred spirit. And she knows that it's really not good in wartime to get into any kind of a relationship. Things don't always tend to go right in wartime. But it's not necessarily something she can help. And so we follow that. And uh, and these events, I guess, will unfold. And I, it looks like something that I will very much enjoy reading. Um, once again, it is... Angels of Resistance by Noelle Salazar. And it comes out on November 29th.
1: Whoa. Stacey. This is my birthday. Yes, your
0: birthday's on a bookety Tuesday this year. I know, eh? That's very, That's very cool.
4: Always no, a good time to have a birthday.
0: Really Stacey read The Flight Girls um, a couple too. of years ago. Did you? Okay. All right. So my first pick tonight is one of my most anticipated releases of 2022. Earlier this year, I had the pleasure of reading Delilah Green Doesn't Care by Ashley Herring Blake, and I loved it so, so much. Now it's time for the sequel. And this is Astrid Parker Doesn't Fail, Bright Falls Book Two, And again, it's by Ashley Herring Blake. It comes out on November 22nd. So I will say that for the most part, you could read this out of order, except you will learn some things about Astrid um, if you read this book first that might kind of hinder a little bit of your enjoyment uh, of the first book. But still, it is the romance here is completely wrapped up in this book and not necessarily hinging on the first, but, you know, follow the rules of so many of us and just read series in order. Anyway, Astrid had a failed engagement last year, and this has really rocked her world because to her way of thinking, she's just not the kind of person who fails. Like everything that she's done up until now has turned out the way she wanted it to. And so she doesn't really know how to deal with something that didn't work out. So over this year, she has kind of been floundering and she's decided that she's just going to focus completely on her career. She doesn't have room for anything else in her life. So she gets asked to participate in this reality kind of home improvement show that is called Inside America and she's supposed to be the interior designer for this inn that is undergoing some pretty major renovations and this is going to be a big deal if it goes the way Astrid wants it to it could really like put her on the map as a designer so she's very excited about this she also is kind of wondering if this is the thing that she'll do that will finally make her mother approve of her. But then Astrid meets Jordan, who is the granddaughter of the inn's owner. Now, Jordan is very, very focused on preserving the history of the inn. So Astrid, with all of her kind of modern you know, interior design ideas, is flying fully in the face of everything Jordan wants for this renovation. And so they begin to have kind of some some tension between them. There's a little sabotage going on. And people seem to really be loving this, people who are watching the show. And so the showrunners ask them to kind of play up the tension and make it a bigger deal. So now they're, you know, kind of exaggerating their dislike for one another. The sabotage is perhaps getting a little more intense. And their feelings for one another might be doing the same thing. I love the light, frothy nature of these synopses that kind of masks the depth, at least, of Delilah Green doesn't care. And I'm expecting the same thing here with Astrid Parker doesn't fail. It looks like it's going to be a rom-com, but kind of a a rom-com with teeth, because if it does what its predecessor does, we will dig pretty deep into Astrid as a person, her relationship with her mother and her stepsister, and all kinds of things about Jordan that, you know, we we don't glean from the synopsis. So I am super, super excited about this. It is Astrid Parker Doesn't Fail, Bright Falls, book two by Ashley Herring-Blake.
5: The first book I'm going to talk about fills me with amazing amounts of ridiculous joy. I've been waiting for this book for a long time because of how much I love Alyssa K. Adams. Yay! A Very Merry Bromance, Romance Book Club, number five by Alyssa K. Adams. And it comes out on November 1st. I know what I'm going to be doing on November 1st. (laughs) So excited. So this is the story of our golden boy, Colton, who is a country singer. And he really, really clicks with Gretchen. Um, It talks about them singing a duet. I don't actually know if they actually sing together or if it means like they're like a beautiful duet together because they're trying to use musical themes because he's a country singer. But musical puns. Yes, musical puns in the um, book synopsis. So. Colton a year after meeting Gretchen really wants to bring his music in a different direction and he's really struggling to kind of figure out like where he belongs and kind of how to find his place and Gretchen is struggling as the holiday season approaches as an immigration att- as, as an immigration attorney because a lot of her clients Are struggling with Christmas. They can't afford gifts for their kids. And she feels kind of Scrooge-like. Well, then she is approached by her very wealthy family and they offer to help her and maybe give her some funding to help her families if she can get Colton to be the face of their whiskey brand. (laughs) And so I know. And so she... And Colton talk about it. And Colton agrees that he will consider it if she goes on three dates with him before Christmas. And with the help (laughs) of the Bromance Book Club, he might have a shot at winning her heart. So that's really what I know about the Bromance Book Club, A Very Merry Bromance, book five. I will tell you, if you have not read these books by Lissa K. Adams, they sound like from the titles they're going to be like these hilarious, fluffy romp books through, you know, but they are so much more than that. And I just love the heroes. I love that. It's a bunch of very like masculine men who read romance books. And then they use those books as, you know, to help like fix their relationships or start relationships and they all support each other. It's such a wonderful thing. So if you're like me on November 1st, even though it's not technically the holiday season quite yet, you will be reading a very merry bromance, bromance book club number five by Lissa K. Adams.
1: So my next book tonight is *The Prisoner* by B. A. Paris, and it comes out on November first. So this book is about a woman who is wed into a family with of bad intentions, or sorry, deadly intentions. So Emily has always been a survivor um, from the time she was a young child when she lost her parents in Paris and then kind of trying to make a life for herself um, and survive in London. Then as she's growing up, she ends up marrying a billionaire named Jed Hawthorne and she thinks things are going well but then suddenly she wakes up in a pitch dark room and she's wondering like what the and she's wondering like who has taken her prisoner like why is she in prison and even weirder why is she feeling more comfortable with her prisoner, um sorry with her abductors than she did with her husband Jed. And that, my friends, is all I have for you. I am really looking forward to this book. It sounds so interesting. This is The Prisoner by B.A. Paris, and it comes out on November 1st.
2: My next book for tonight is Princess and the Player, Strangers in Love Book 2 by Ilsa Madden Mills and this comes out on November 8th. Uh, Francesca has had a betrayal by her fiance. She, we're not exactly sure what that betrayal is, but I'm sure we'll find out. Um, But she's decided not to marry him, and so instead of going to her wedding, she puts on her wedding dress and dons a masquerade ball mask and goes to a masquerade ball at a sex club interesting right and while she's there she comes across tuck avery who is an nfl player and of course with the masks on they don't know who each other are but he's there celebrating his birthday and she's there blowing off steam So they're going to have a fun night and see, you know, after it's just going to be, um, you know, great night, moving on, don't know who you are, that's great. But Francesca soon learns that Tuck is the big guy in town and he lives in the penthouse of her apartment building. Now... She didn't necessarily know his name, um, I don't believe, while they were at the Masquerade Ball. But I'm assuming she kind of figures out who he is based off of the looks and what she remembers of him. Um, And so she's trying to keep him from realizing who she is. But fate has other plans, because of course it does. And there's a positive pregnancy test that she has to decide if she's going to tell him about. And then Tuck gets to decide is he going to put away his partying and supermodel dating ways or is he going to take on responsibility and possibly have the love of his life and a family. Um, this looks really good. I have really liked the books by Ilsa Madden Mills that I have read in the past. Um, and so I can't wait to read this. I did read the first book in this series, it was also very, very good. Um, but this these books can be read as standalones. So if you have not read the first book, that is quite okay. So this is Princess and the Player. Strangers in Love Book Two by Ilsa Madden-Mills, and it comes out on November 8th.
3: My second book that I'm going to talk about this evening is Better Than Fiction by Alexa Martins. This comes out November 8th, 2022. This is about a woman named Drew Young, and she inherits the bookstore from her grandmother after her grandmother suddenly dies. I would and... love to get a bookstore.
4: Yeah, that would <laughs> yeah. be cool.
3: <laughs> yeah, that would be. And she doesn't believe in love. But she, when she inherits the bookstore, she inherits a group of meddlesome old ladies who think it would be fun to meddle in her life (laughs) and so she meets jasper wilson who wants to sign his who wants to research his next book in this town and use this bookstore but she's reluctant and the jasper agrees to take her on a bucket list of things that you would do in fiction, such as you know, uh, white water rafting and things that couples would do. She has to she realizes that this is an interesting way, so she agrees. This is Better Than Fiction by Alexa Martins comes out November 8th, 2022. This looks really interesting as you and it looks fun, especially the meddlesome old ladies. Yeah, that seems fun. I
4: agree. So my next book is The Lies We Tell by Katie Zhao uh, and it comes out on November 15th and It is about, the main person that we follow is Anna Zhu, only that's spelled X-U because it's Chinese. And she is moving out of her parents' home um, and into the dorms across town as she starts her freshman year at this prestigious uh, Brookings University. But unfortunately, her parents and their struggling Chinese bakery are not far away from her dorm or from her mind. She wants to remain a stellar academic performer at this university. She also hopes to solve the unsolved campus murder of her childhood babysitter. So apparently it oh. occurred there and she wants to do some digging into that. She also meets a familiar face in her middle school rival, um, Chris. Oh. And he is not just her middle school rival, but he's also, their families are rivals in businesses. So he's Chris Lou, and they own Sonny's. Uh, sort of uh like a upper crust sort of bakery <laughs> crust no no pun intended <laughs> um <laughs> so a vandal hits sunnies and puts up a lot of like racist graffiti and stuff and this does not sit well with um Anna or Chris, and they team up to try to find out who this person is. And the racist targeting starts to get closer to them. And Anna feels like even though she's grown up in this town, she doesn't belong there or people want her to think she doesn't belong there. And it's just not a comfortable feeling. And that's, she gets a very specific threat made against her and so she and chris start really trying to figure this out so it says that it's a social activism slash we all belong here um crossed with a thriller and a rivals to romance so you know because they have obviously their families and they have been rivals and i guess they're going to become something other and rivals so this looks cool and it is again the lies we tell by katie chow and it comes out on november 15th
1: this book looks really interesting
4: it does
0: katie chow has been on my list of authors um to try but i haven't read her yet
4: well you can try this one I can. Yes.
0: My next pick is a young adult dystopian with dragons. Oh. This is Love in the Age of Dragons by Fatima Henson. It comes out on November 1st. So apparently a wormhole opened up and ushered dragons (laughs) into the world. And in this world, dragons are not your allies. So the cities on earth have been burned to the ground. Dragons are kind of attacking people whenever they they can. And most of the survivors have retreated underground because that's the only place they can stay safe from the dragons. Our heroine is a 17 year old black girl named ayana Greece and she is living in an abandoned subway system. She's been studying medicine under this doctor who's been kind of her mentor for a while, but medicine has gotten very very hard because supplies are running low. There's no way at this point to manufacture new types of medicine because you have to stay underground and you either you can't go and get the things that you might need. So the doctor has a heart condition, and it becomes pretty clear to Ayana that he's going to die. Plus, there are just all these diseases that are ravaging the people around her, like outbreaks are just prevalent. So she's trying to figure out, is there a way that she can save the doctor? She doesn't really think so because like if he doesn't know how to cure himself, like how is she supposed to know? But she kind of feels like she has to try something because if she doesn't, like this doctor who is kind of their last bastion of defense against all these diseases will not be around to help them. So it looks like it's going to be you know, kind of a, a young woman coming into her own power, like realizing that she is stronger and smarter than she thinks. The one thing that makes me a little bit uncertain about reading this is it looks like there's going to be a love triangle. And those are oh. hard for me sometimes. But I might be able to look past that for this kind of dystopian, like people living underground and the the medical angle here. Um, So it's definitely something that I will try. And if you are more tolerant of love triangles than I tend to be, then you also might want to pick this up. This is Love in the Age of Dragons by Fatima Henson, and it comes out on November 1st.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not ragged. one for love triangles either so but it no. sounds good except for that
5: so i already talked about my first book tonight filling me with a ric- with a ridiculous amount of jubilant joy but i have to say that um this is going to be a theme for all three books i talk about tonight and it gives me it gives me great joy to be able to talk about shipwrecked Spoiler alert number three by Olivia Dade coming Yay. out on no I know I can't, I can't even wait. It comes out November 15th. And like just seeing this synopsis and not being able to like get my hands on it yet, I'm like extremely giddy about this book. So this is the story for people who have read the first two books, which I would highly recommend before you read this book. Number one, because they are amazing. And number two, because these characters make appearances in both the previous books. But this is the story of Peter and Maria. And they met having a one-night stand. And Maria left him alone with no note or anything. And then all of a sudden, they both realized that they are now co-stars on The Gods of the Gate series that is a big part of both the previous books gods of the gate is a huge part of the plot in both books and they are now going to have to work together filming on a desolate island in ireland for the next six years and maria (laughs) i know six years they have to work together and they play like i mean they get kind of spicy on the camera And Maria has to, she's kind of interested. And now Peter's like really like off put by the fact that she just kind of like took off into the great beyond and didn't leave him a note. And then all of a sudden there she is. And oh my God. So they keep all their spiciness on camera, even though she kind of longs for him from afar. And he, I think kind of secretly longs for her too, but is really kind of uncomfortable with showing it. So at the end of filming, they've been working together for six years. Suddenly they cannot deny their feelings anymore and things explode again. And they are back together. So passionate. However, both of them are concerned that they won't have a future because Peter is going to do something in Hollywood and Maria is going back to Sweden. So will these two co-stars who've managed to have a couple of nights of bliss find there forever. If you would like to find out as I will be doing on November 15th, you can read shipwrecked spoiler alert. Number three by Olivia Dade,
0: but read the first
5: Aww. two first. Yes.
1: Spoiler the first alerts. one
5: is called spoiler alert.
1: Aww. And
5: it's an amazing book. This is like one of my favorite book series I've ever, ever read in contemporary romance. Olivia Dade is literally like the goddess of writing a relatable romance series, in my opinion. And I wish I could be her friend because she's so cool.
1: I love her. Me too. So my last book this evening is The Choice, The Dragon Heart Legacy, book three by Nora Roberts. And it comes out on November 22nd. So this is a series of love um, or romance, um, magic and adventure. And it's about two worlds that that are kind of struggling between good and evil. So our main character, her name is Breen Kelly. Um, and she lives in a realm that they call Philadelphia, which I think's is hilarious. call <laughs> oh, then... the realm of Philadelphia. <laughs> exactly. And then our other char- main character, his name is Keegan, and he is in the realm of Tullum. And in Tullum, Keegan, uh, when we first joined him in um, The Awakening, which is book one, he comes out of as a teenager. He comes out of the lake holding a sword, and this sword is like there's this competition of all the people that are of age, and they all go in and they go trying to find this sword. And so Keegan comes out of the water holding the sword, and the sword is not only kind of showing him as the most powerful in this place, but also it gives him the expectation that he must now protect the Fae. So in the realm of Philadelphia, at the same time, Breen Kelly is learning that her family is not quite what she thought they were, that there are some things that are being hidden from her. So she takes off to Ireland. Um, and she is in search of her family and she wants to learn more about her family but also to learn more about herself and one day she's kind of hanging out at this cabin and walking around in the forest and she ends up going through a portal that takes her into Tullum and in Tullum she learns things about herself and about her family and about her legacy that are going to cause both happiness for her but also kind of struggles and I can't really talk about book three without kind of ruining the whole series because like it's the wrap-up kind of book for the series but this gives you just an idea of what it's all about I have loved book one which is The Awakening and then I loved book two The Becoming so I'm really really looking forward to seeing how um, Nora Roberts wraps it up in The Choice. So this is The Choice, The Dragon Heart Legacy, book three. It's by Nora Roberts, and it comes out on November 22nd. And I will thank both Sarah and Natalia and probably Stacy as well for allowing me the opportunity to talk about Nora Roberts on one of these episodes.
4: Yeah, that's why they didn't participate. See, because they knew that they would have to. He's in the top.
0: Oh are like, yeah, she told our so Roberts
4: right here. They didn't even. They didn't even. <laughs> yeah.
2: My final book for this evening is "So That Happened," Donovan Family Number One by Katie Bailey. This also comes out on November eighth. So what happens here is there is a young lady, um, or a, a, a lady on her way to a new job and she gets stuck in a, in an airport hotel overnight. And from what it looks like, um, it, it seems to be the only room available and so she is sharing it with this really hot sexy guy and they have to share not only a room but apparently a bed and no they don't sleep together in a sexual way but there might have been some cuddling you know and she's kind of embarrassed about this but you know she's moving on tomorrow and starting her new job and so it just is what it is however When she gets to her new job, who does she see but the guy that she spent the night with in that hotel? And who does that happen to be but her new boss? And he is this really grumpy guy at the office, like he just, he's kind of standoffish, he's grumpy and all of that and she is a little curious because he wasn't like that before Um, And so she tends to think there's something else a little sweeter and gooier, like an icing-covered cinnamon roll down in the middle of this grumpy grumpster. So this looks really, really good, right up my alley for sure. Um, This is a new series, so I don't know anything about the author. I've never read anything else by this author, but the synopsis of this book looks really, really good to me. So I can't wait to read this. This book is called So That Happened, Donovan Family, Book One by Katie Bailey, and it will be out on November 8th.
3: My final book of the evening is A Wish for Winter by Viola Shipman. comes out November 15th, 2022. This is something I am really looking forward to reading. It looks fun. Um, This is about Susan, whose parents died young and is raised by her grandparents. And apparently, according to the synopsis, a quirky cast of friends. Ah, yes. Um, But... Susan has a legacy to live up to as well. Her grandmother and mother both met and married Santa Claus. What? Uh, <laughs> that's what the, the synopsis <laughs> says. So <I> see. <laughs> I'm guessing they um, married men in Santa Claus suits. So why? Is this a children's I don't know. book or this an adult it? book? No, it is not. Apparently, maybe some women. <laughs> Shannon, like the, the fat old man, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> With the beard. You got to remember the beard. Oh, that's oh. yes, the beard. Um, and so she, the whole town expects her to do the same. The problem is her mom died in her 40s. And Susan is now 40 and realizing all the things she has not done. She's a small bookstore owner in Michigan. And it says that they organize a Christmas party when she meets the Santa she connects with. The problem is Susan doesn't get his name. And now her friends are determined to Twitter and blog and Facebook and all kinds of things to try to find who this Santa Claus was. And it takes them a year before they have to figure out who this Santa Claus is. And it says that there are a bunch of misunderstandings, authors who blog things that are not appropriate, And a whole bunch of misunderstandings. This looks very fun to read. I am so looking forward to this when this comes out. This is A Wish in Winter by Viola Shipman, which comes out November 15th,
4: 2022. It sounds like a book that should be on Stacy's Christmas episode after someone reads
2: it. (laughs) It certainly should, yes.
4: So my last book is the call of the wrens by jenny l walsh It comes out on november 15th and this is cool this looks awesome um this is a i don't know if it's really a dual timeline but it is a a a dual narrative and like these people These women are in, uh, one is in World War I in 1917, the other one in World War II in 1936, and they end up coming together in a life-changing moment, it says. However, um, this introduces a little known story of the daring women that rode through war-torn Europe, literally carrying secrets on their shoulders. Um, In 1917, Marion was an orphan coming of age with not a penny to her name, and she joined the Women's Royal Navy Service, or the Wrens, and she joined as a motorcycle dispatch rider trained to carry homing pigeons to the front lines. I just thought that was really cool. I'm, I'm never, yes. that's like, that's like cool. Um, so she really likes this work. She, she, there's a lot of danger. There's a lot of hardship, but she really feels like she has a purpose. And that's something that she's just not known before. So she feels like she really fits, fits into something. And she uh, has a best friend, Eddie, and they've got big plans to have a life together. After the war, um, of course, you know, sometimes that never works out the way you want it because, you know, war. Um, and then the other woman in 1936, Evelyn is a society girl who has overcome a childhood disability and has found her true passion in automobile racing. Um, oh. When England enters the war, she sees an opportunity to really use her skills in in the war, but her parents have threatened to cut her off if she doesn't settle down and marry the man that they've chosen for her and start living like the young woman they think she should be. In this timeline, another Wren shows up at Marion's door Asking her to take up her service again as a Wren and go back into World War II in some way. And that's really pretty much, you know, what it says. Love, secrets, tragedy, you know, all those things that you find in one of these novels. But it really sounds cool. Um, I'm guessing that they're going to come together in some way. life-altering way as it says but i'm really the whole the pigeon the the home pigeon thing the motorcycle dispatch all this stuff is it's very interesting to me so this is the call of the wrens by jenny l walsh and it comes out on november 15th i'm gonna be reading
3: and nobody santa's not on a motorcycle i'm just saying no,
4: there no, Santa's will be no Santa here. Clauses <laughs> on motorcycles. <No. laughs>
0: I discovered Jenny L. Walsh um, not too long after we started the podcast. And I read her uh, duology about Bonnie Parker of um, Bonnie and Clyde. The first book was oh, is
4: that who that is?
0: Yeah. Becoming Bonnie and oh, uh, by your side. I love
4: that. Yes. And so this is her.
0: Yes. Oh, awesome. So I am very excited for this one. All right. So my last book tonight is like an unexpected surprise that I would not have known about if Mika hadn't texted me last week with a message that began, Shannon, 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 Shannon. (laughs) (laughs) And what she told me, was that Lisa Edmonds was releasing the first book in her Alice Worth World series, which is a spinoff of the beloved Alice Worth series. So this is Mortal Heart. It's Alice Worth World, which is very hard to say. Book one by Lisa Edmonds. It comes out on November 1st. It's almost here. and. Natalia has read Alice Worth, Mika, Christine, me. I don't know what's wrong with the rest of you that haven't, but you need to, because Alice Worth is everything that is excellent about urban fantasy. And I am so excited that now that her kind of story arc is done, we still get to stay in this world with Ronan and Arcady, characters that you will know if you've read the original Alice Worth books. So Ronan used to be an archangel, and he broke angelic law and basically jumped from heaven to earth. He has been living for centuries, cut off from the other archangels, and basically just working as a bounty hunter to kind of get by. He met Alice Worth in kind of an alternate dimension known as the broken world. And if you've read the series, you will uh, remember when that happened. And they formed a a connection. They became very good friends. They relied on each other in all kinds of like terrible situations they found themselves in. Well, now Ronan has broken angelic law once again, But this time it was for kind of a a good reason. He was saving millions of lives, but whoever's in charge of like fallen archangels doesn't care about this. And so his wings and his powers have been bound. And so for all intents and purposes, he is living as a human now. He meets Arcady Woodall, who is now Alice Worth's business partner. She is a private investigator, and she's very glad to have put her work for the vampire court behind her. She and Ronan meet, apparently, at a dive bar where they encounter a kidnapping in progress. And so they're now trying to figure out who is behind this, and it puts them smack in the middle of of something magical, sinister, and deadly. If this First book is even a quarter as good as the very first Alice Worth book, then it will be a gem. Lisa Edmonds is an author who does not get much love, um, which is something that I don't understand. Um, she's like one of those people who just kind of is in the background of the urban fantasy genre. And I really wish that more people would read her work and fall in love with Alice and Malcolm and Sean and all the fantastic people who inhabit this world. I would recommend, as I always do, that you read the original series first so that you can understand the world and you can see kind of the origin of the relationship between Alice and Ronan. Um, But this one is Mortal Heart, Alice Worth World book one by Lisa Edmonds it comes out on November 1st and I'm so glad that Mika told me
4: that's awesome I was afraid we were gonna be done with with all of that after the last Alice Worth book and I don't know why she doesn't get a lot of love either because as someone who mostly doesn't read fantasy urban fantasy anymore I still read her
0: yes she's amazing So
5: literally, I just have one issue with all of my books tonight. And my issue is that I have to wait for them (laughs) because I want to read all of them like right now. And I'm very sad that I have to wait until November 22nd to read my final pick tonight. It is called Two Wrongs Make a Right by Chloe Lise. One of my favorite.
0: (laughs) My favorite.
5: (laughs) I love all three of these authors so much. Like I really would like to be friends with them all, which sounds kind of weird, but I they're so They're just phenomenal. And this book tells the story of Jamie and B, And they meet and they don't have a meet cute. They have a meet disaster. I don't know what the meet disaster is. It does not go into it, but I just love that they called it that, that the synopsis called it that. And then they're matchmaking friends. They're meddling matchmaking horrible friends, trick them into going on a date with each other. And it makes them really mad. They're like, oh, my gosh. Like, we had this horrible, like, disastrous meeting. Like, we don't have anything in common. We don't like each other. And now we're on this date. So they decide they're going to get some revenge on their friends. And they are going to pretend to be shot with Cupid's arrow, be deliriously in love, string their friends along, and then have a spectacular fake breakup. Sounds great. Sounds like a great fake dating plot, doesn't it? Yes. However, it is not a fake dating plot because the longer they spend together and the more they pretend to be in love, the more both of them start to question if maybe Cupid's arrow found the mark. After all. Aww. So if you're like me and you think Chloe Lise is like the goddess of contemporary romance with all of her amazingly diverse and interesting characters, you must please pick up two wrongs make a right on November 22nd. I was a
0: little bit sad that this wasn't a Bergman book. I know, um, but but it's okay. Like this but- plot makes up for it. This concludes our most anticipated releases of November episode. Thank you so much to my crew for participating tonight. Um, As always, thanks goes out to Christine for both her participation and her editing. And of course, we thank each and every one of you for joining us each week as we talk about great books.